2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. Hey, this is Charlie Benante from Classic 78. This is Tom Higgins from Classic
0: 78. And this is Joe McGinnis from Classic 78. And you're listening to Tom and Zeus on Shout It Out Loud Cast. Woohoo! Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> this is James Simmons. Put that cookie down.
2: Kiss. Stop pressing the button. Star-breaker Simmons. Star? Stanley, that? Is that what he does? Stop shouting. Hey, He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh, no. Here come the
0: kiss times. Is that a positive thing? Okay. All right. I'm a grab cold nice mellow yellow
2: Why? Why do that to the fan? Stop it. Why? Cause fuckle clap. Talking about 617 525 You do? Hey, fuckle! Do you like yes? Settle down! Hello! Hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus, another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast. Episode 191. Winterland 1975. You ready for this one? All
0: right. Yes. We talk about this a lot. We always reference this, the clips and everything. So now we're gonna we're gonna get into it all together, top to bottom. Winterland, baby.
2: Woo! Yeah. Um we just dropped our ARC episode. We did Ooh. a lot of positive feedback on that. Uh, A
0: lot of (laughs) negative feedback on that, but fuck them. Who cares? It's a great album. Isn't it funny, Zeus? I said this to you. Isn't it funny how me and you always get shit for, like, not listening to, like, these new bands? (laughs) But then everyone's like, oh, R.E.M., they're fucking terrible. dude, have Have you ever listened to R.E.M., or do you just think that they're terrible?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, everyone calls them one of the greatest American bands of all time. Yeah. Especially when you go from the 80s on. Yep. They're in easily the top 10 bands, American bands. Yeah. Right. Oh, totally. uh, If you talk about that, you you get into, well, I like that song. I like that song. I like that song, but I fucking hate them. Yeah. Wait a minute. (laughs) Which one is it? Zaywa? Yeah. It's like, oh my God, these lyrics. They're they're making me think.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, sorry. They're not fucking, you're down at fucking jimmy's fucking bar and grill get into a fucking fight you know (laughs) it all comes out in october's arc oh yeah baby
2: yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun a lot of fun
0: but anyways this is shouted out
2: loudcast not album review crew so uh last week we continued our five disc cd player discussion and we talked about the cds that we had when we were in college that we would play in a five disc player from kiss and what was your selection? Basically, you as a college student in the 90s, what were you picking? Yep. And we did a poll. But before we get to the poll, we get a little bit of announcement here. Hey, Loudcasters. ABCPA Inc. is an accountant firm located in the suburbs of Chicago that can assist you with all your accountant and tax needs for businesses. They offer bookkeeping, financial statements, payroll processing, payroll tax returns, sales tax returns, filing federal and state income tax returns, and help with starting your own business as well. For individuals, they offer help with sole proprietorships, rental real estate, trust and estate tax returns, and filing personal federal and state income tax returns. They have access to all 50 states, So whether you live in Vermont or Rhode Island. All right. Little New England representation. We got to do it. It's a fall, man. ABCPA Inc. can prepare an e-file on your behalf. Did you know, Kiss Army, if you own a business with employees and have a 20% reduction of revenue than you did in 2019 due to COVID or state-mandated shutdowns, you... Might be entitled to additional tax credits, and I enjoy money. (laughs) Follow them on Facebook and LinkedIn, and visit them on their website, abcpainc.com. That's abcpainc.com, or you can email our buddy Tony Barone. Everybody loves Tony at Tony at abcpainc.com. That's Tony at ab cpainc.com or you can call them 708 430 3232 again 708 430 3232 yeah abcpa inc and if anyone else is interested in any shout it out loud cast sponsorship read read alongs videos n- naked telegrams any of that stuff Ugh. <laughs> Feel free to reach out. That's how we got most of our sponsorships. Many of our loyal listeners send us a a DM or an email and just ask, hey, uh, how does this work? And uh, we got a couple other people that are interested in stuff. So space is limited. And we know that we'll only put the best out here for loudcasters. That's right. Yep. Tom, what was in the poll last week? So we asked everybody
0: five disc CD player. Kiss CDs, which of these would be in your five-disc CD player? Destroyer, the debut album, Love Gun or Rock and Roll Over. And, of course, the Destroyer cult comes out in full force. Destroyer wins the poll 33%, Rock and Roll Over at 31. Debut, excuse me, Love Gun at 22. Debut coming in last. So pretty, I mean, fairly close. Destroyer, Rock and Roll Over always seem to rise to the top. Um, yeah, couple comp- Wait a
2: minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said destroyer cult. I don't think there's a destroyer cult. I think destroyer, rightfully so, has always been considered their most popular. All right. Okay.
0: I'll give you so that. Maybe I, I was don't wrong. Think, and there's I think a, it's there's, gotten there's go a ahead. there's a cre- there's a creatures cult.
2: <laughs> yeah. Whereas all of a sudden people rank it higher than most people had like, wait, what? You have creatures as this? But Destroyer has always been rightfully though there. Same thing with Love Gun, like or Rock and Roll Over. I can't call those guys cults. Yeah, you're it's, right. It's just some that all of a sudden put this way over the top higher than it should be. That's all okay. I'm saying. Fair and enough. Ace, Ace's contribution. Oh, please. Ace That's- can never do no wrong. Ace right. is the greatest. Yep. I am the greatest. Oh, uh, please.
0: Couple comments at Casey. Thinking of what I would have listened to in the 90s, I wasn't a fan of Asylum or Crazy Nights then, but now I love them. I would go Alive 3, Revenge, Smashes, Rock and Roll Over, Kiss, Debut. Uh, Lee Bruton, Rock and Roll Over, here would be my pick. Tom's list was very close to my picks. Mike Reese, Debut for me, Deuce is my favorite song of all time. It's no contest for me. George Savastano. All right, Paisano. That's tough. I went with rock and roll over. Our buddy, I love it louder. I would go with the box set. Surprise it wasn't mentioned. It's actually a good pick. Throwing the five disc box set. Obviously, not in college because it came out in, what, 2001, but that'd yeah, be a good we're
2: not, we're not talking permanently for the rest of your life. These oh, yes, we are. Cities. This is
0: real. This is forever.
2: But if you're like hanging out in your room, throwing on the box set's not a bad idea.
0: I'm still fighting for that to be re released on vinyl, but fuck them. They won't do it. <laughs> Uh, they won't do it uh let's see buck he says during my college years i would go with all four of those plus i would throw in hot in the shade all right md i try to think which five i would have had in there during those years but then i realized that it was 30 fucking years ago and my brain has since been ravaged so my five now would be my three current favorites, which are Rock and Roll Over, Crazy Nights, and Revenge. In two compilations, Smashes, and Double Platinum. Eric McChesney. It would have to be Destroyer. That album hooked me and ever since then. Kiss has been my favorite group of all time. Uh, Let's see. John Bailey. Love Gun for personal reasons. First album I ever bought with my own money. All right. The Electric Agora. The problem with this is that I just play them all in rotation. Along with Harder Than Hell and Dress to Kill. Yes, of course. We all do that. Good, good, good stuff, though. Uh, let's get to some episode specific commentary here. Uh, our buddy Heavy Mayo, I had the 100 disc CD carousel filled to the brim with Kiss, Rush, U2, Def Leppard, and 96 other pussy CDs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then I like this guy. I, th- these are the people that I love to chime in. Like, how did you see our comment here? So this guy's Twitter handle is shitty pigeon 76. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And his comment is kiss albums could best be used as frisbees. Why is he on our loud? What, what, you, what are you then? What are you doing, dude? I mean, I mean, that's, it's, I mean, it's, it's a clever line. I mean, whatever, I, I don't know, whatever. Good luck to you. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Bandana guy says, "I'd go revenge, crazy nights, destroy carnival of souls, and alive." Ooh, I like. I say I like topics like this because everybody throws in like a bunch of different stuff. So it's it's fun. It was a fun episode for us. Sounds like you guys had some fun listening to it too. Uh, so that's what we got for Twitter Zeus.
2: All right, over on the Book of Face. Uh, first we got Scott Donaldson. Love this type of episode, guys. These are always fun and interesting. I guess if I went back to colleges, and for me, it was right in the late 80s, early 90s. So my list would pretty much be the same today Asylum, Paul Stanley Solo, Alive, Two, Disc One, Ooh, Lick It okay. Up, Dynasty. I like it. Do you? I like it. I like it a lot. And then, Tom, we got
0: thinking stanley here thinking stanley here
2: <laughs> did someone say bang tango <laughs> i gotta do it in the in the sickest sick. whoa <laughs> did someone say bang tango i love bang tango don't get me started and then he played the video of him and he goes hey here you go zeus the video of him going hey paul What's up with that Dubai thing?
0: <laughs> Why is the somebody on another Facebook group, the kiss Facebook group? Cause there's a million of them out there. I tried so hard not to laugh and I didn't comment because I'm not like, you know, going to be a frigging pain in the ass, but some guy like legitimately said, Hey, did anybody else order the dubai dvd do you know when we're getting those and everybody was like dude the fucking thing's never happening
2: like i think like, the comment should have been like where the fuck have you been It just occurred that's why wa- i wanted to jump in and be like did you just realize you haven't received that hey where are the cameras like, like exactly. what the fuck what you the just fuck? picked up on it hey to get my dubai shit did anybody get that <laughs> he's gonna ask for that magic book next
0: oh fuck that guy I'm going going after him if anybody (laughs) listening who knows him fucking
2: Uh, I remember you telling me about that I'm like what do I do yeah you put in you you'll be a guy for his book you he'll mention you
0: I don't like this that much he'll mention (laughs) me for sure go after that fucking bastard (laughs) fuck him oh I mean to laugh fucking guy's a thief, and everybody knows who I'm talking to. Oh. Oh. oh.
2: oh. Uh, <laughs> 15. Uh, Paul Hyder oh. Did he tell us how to say his name, and I forgot? It's Hyder yeah, Did I say it correctly? Yeah. Uh, sorry about that, Paul. 15 minutes in, and I've got pictures of Sinkin Staley getting keel-hauled. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, no. Brad Beard. Oh, yeah. When I got my five disc changer, it went under the seat of my truck. I had a remote. I thought it was uptown. Uh, Number one, Revenge, just released. Number two, Alive 3, just released. Number three, Rock and Roll Over, just because. Number four, Smashes, because I had a little of everything. Number five, Hotter Than Hell, because of the muddy sound. All right. All right. Brad Rustoven. Great topic, guys. I'm in sinking Stanley with Tom on this one. Oh, Jesus. During college, I was doing everything I could to defend Kiss and prove they were still relevant. My five disc changer would also include more recent stuff released during my college years from 91, 95. Revenge studio album released in 92. Alive three live album released in 93. Number three, Kiss My Ass. Tribute album, including Modern Artists, released in 94, which Great gave pick. Kiss credibility at the time. Great pick. Ugh. Number four, Hard to Believe, a Kiss Covers compilation released in 1990. As bad as some of it is, including Nirvana and Melvin's, which gave Kiss credibility at the time.
0: I had that. I told Brad I bought that yeah. at a Tower Records just because I had Nirvana on it. It was, yep. it's like a, Nirvana did that as like a goof. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's terrible.
2: Number five, Destroyer has to be included in any of my KISS related lists.
0: Nice. Yeah, backpack, Brad.
2: <laughs> Overall, Loudcasters, guys. Josh Brown. Awesome episode, guys. My years would be a little bit off from the 90s, but I was 10 in 2000. To keep the theme, we would have had a live two and a live three because that's what myself and my cousin listened to religiously. But for the other two, we would have had were Rock and Roll Over and Psycho Circus because it was the newest album at the time. And we loved Psycho Circus within Into the Void, and you wanted the best. On my own, uh, would have had Unplugged instead of Rock and Roll Over. 22 years later, I'm 32. And my album in my thirties would be alive three, rock and roll over, animalize Eyes, mm. lick it up and kiss all right. and then he also chimed chimed in and said, Tom, uh FedEx and stuck. I knew it had to be Ohio
0: yep, fucking Grove City or whatever the hell it was yep. terrible, terrible. I got it though. I got it now
2: all right. so over on. YouTube. YouTube. Mr. Antonio 2005. This episode had me doing a memory lane flashback to buying a five disc Kenwood CD stereo system. Yes. Back in the day. It was too close to call TNZ on who list was more superior. I find these type of shows where you share your personal list of top songs to be comparable to. The Rocky movie franchise, where it's a back and forth competition. In particular, this session reminds me of the training session on the beach of Rocky 3. Oh, we hug each other at the end. Apollo and Rocky wore knee high Tom Byron inspired (laughs) socks. And they raced against Uh. each other in preparation for (laughs) Clubber. I pity the fool who buys from Kiss Online. Oh Uh, man! Hey woman, hey woman! Shut up, old man! Man. Um. Anyways, Lange, while some Frank Stallone disco song plays in the background, in the end, both were winners and celebrated by drinking some fountain cola and eating some oven-burnt pizza from a (laughs) joint called Stanley's up the block. Finally, here are my five disc choices, circa ninety-three. The first Kiss CD I ever owned was Double Platinum. Same here, brother. Yeah. Then Destroyer, Next Creatures, and rounded out our Revenge and Dress to Kill. Thanks, guys, for another fun week of laughs. All right. Nice. Thank you. I don't know who Chris Sispell is, but he says, Sinkin' Stanley is the best thing to happen to Kiss since Ace Frehley plugged in at the loft.
0: Oh, gra- okay. Wow. All right.
2: Pete Starros loves to tell us what we need to do. Oh please, production assistant! Yeah. <laughs> you guys need to read Destroyer. Tom, did you know that we should review Destroyer?
0: Is that like a good album by them, or is that like is that something we should do? Or I don't know.
2: Like, maybe we, maybe should... we should put it uh, put some thought into it. What do you think?
0: Write that. Write that down. How, is D E S T? Yeah, we're just fucking with you, Pete. We love I mean... you, buddy.
2: Dude, we we've had this conversation many times. You you know, we got to move things around. You can't just do album reviews. After that, we're gonna sit there and go, "Uh, what else are we gonna do?" I like think we officially bottomed out. <laughs> so yeah, we'll get we'll to get, everything. We'll get to at some
0: Point. We'll get to it.
2: Uh the
0: destroyer review, we're gonna be picking that one apart because we reviewed the contents of the box set, but eventually we're gonna go through that entire thing, the exactly. studio album, and then all the other goodies that came with that. Yep. All those all those demos. There's a lot going on with Destroyer, so believe me, we'll get to it.
2: Correct. Uh, Stephen Houvain, 20 minutes in, I had to pause and go watch the Sinkin Stanley, in quotations <laughs> documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Half of which is you guys talking about sinking Stanley. <laughs> I must admit, I catch myself saying thinking Stanley. Hey, we all
0: do, god damn it. We can't help time,
2: it. A few times a day.
0: Shit. Love it. Love it.
2: Yeah. Uh, our buddy Marty White. Yeah, Marty. I'm surprised that one of the commentators heard Punk in Peter's playing. Two literal facts support that Gene Krupa, Peter's drum hero, is considered the punk godfather of jazz. Later in eighty two, Peter joined a band with Johnny Rotten. It was short lived, but Peter changed his look and spiked his hair. The spiked hair was specifically mentioned in the divorce papers between Peter and Deborah. Oh, Deborah, was hot. Uh, apparently, the spikes in his hair scratched up her fun, her fun oh. zone when they were engaged. Fun zone. In certain activities. Uh, I don't think your wife looks like. uh What's he look like? no oh, yeah, Very yeah, much yeah, like that. Just uses steroids. Yeah. And our buddy Devin Dungan said it was a great episode. Thanks, guys. That's all I got. Tom, over to you, buddy. All right. Let's bang through some uh, emails
0: here. So let's start off by thanking our good friend and longtime fan listener and Patreon supporter, the great Mike H for sending us a shit ton of photos from the louder than life festival that was in Louisville, Kentucky. He sent us a ton of pictures, Friggin' awesome, hilarious. Some of them, he took a picture of uh, the shout shouted out loud cast sticker in front of a urinal, (laughs) took pictures of him wearing our, our logo t-shirt at the event. So Mike, that's friggin' awesome. We love that buddy. Thank you so much. You're the, you're the best. We love you, Mike.
2: Thank you for all that. And if, uh, you want us to include it, please just send us a quick message. Let me know, and I'll put it up on the website.
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, We got a nice long email from our friend Kendall Lacey. Uh, Another great episode of Shout Out Loudcast. and also enjoyed the Dorm Damage episode that spawned it. Uh, I was walking on the streets saying, screaming trees, singles, verses. And every time one of these popped up, I was like, yes. And people looked at me odd, and not just because of my goofy face. Uh, Five kiss changer. I love things like this. Um, he talks about what his selections would be. He says, crazy nights, the elder, two discs from alive and destroyer. And he kind of gives a brief description on them. Um, he says, those are my teen choices in 2022. I'd probably go with destroy revenge, ace, fraley kiss and alive three. Thank you for giving me this chance to geek out. I'm listening to Alive three now because of this. This episode in Jericho covering Dio has made my music excellent. All right. Nice. Thank you, Kendall. Great stuff. And Kendall writes online too. So check him out. He's got a website, kendallacy.com. Uh, so he's pretty cool. So check that out. Uh, we got an email from our good friend and uh, also America's favorite realtor, Joey Romanic Joey, we hope that by the time you hear this, that you are well- and uh, that your home is still standing and everything else is still standing and everybody's safe because we know that right now at the time of this recording, uh, Florida is getting absolutely fucking battered. So by the time this drops, that we hope that everybody is safe. Uh, so Yeah,
2: I talked with him a little bit on DM. He said he and his family he just missed them. They didn't have to evacuate. So thankfully, good. he's good. Thank
0: God. Yeah. And I have a lot of family down there, including my mom. Uh, my yeah. mom is just dealing with a lot of wind and rain. Uh, my aunts are kind of dealing with some wind and rain, too. They'll probably get some flooding, but uh, they'll be safe. So uh, anyways, back to Joey's email. Just wrapped up the latest episode. Great fun, as always. Five discs that I would have had in my changer in the 90s are the same as it would be today. Because let's face it, nothing that Kiss has put out since is going to replace anything prior. It's a great point. He goes with Destroyer, Alive. Music from the Elder? Joey, what's the <laughs> matter with you? Animalize and Dynasty. Uh, in my house, I had a Pioneer five disc carousel, but I never had a five disc changer in my car. What I did have in my sweet 1989 Camaro with ground effects. Oh, this is, see, now I'm having flashbacks. An Alpine CD player with a detachable faceplate. Remember those? Oh, that was
2: the much. Alpine plane. Yeah, easy. He did. So, <laughs> full complement
0: of a poke audio that I bought from Crutchfield. Joey, you just. You just checked off the 90s greatest hits between Alpine, Polk, and Crutchfield catalog. Love it. Uh, and then he says, now we're going to get ready for the hurricane to hit Florida. Peace out, Girl Scout. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. And uh, we're going to wrap up our feedback with an email and photo from a big fan, longtime listener, friend of the show, Keith Roachford. Hey, TNZ, just want to give you a heads up. On Saturday, September 24th, I attended a local festival and was able to meet up with Eddie Trunk. While I was waiting for my turn to meet him, he kept eyeballing my T-shirt. While talking to him, he pointed right at my shirt, which was he was wearing the Shout Out Loudcast logo shirt. And Eddie said to me, I love that podcast. Tom and Zeus are hilarious. To which, of course, I agreed. Eddie was super cool and a pleasure to finally meet. Thank you both for always delivering top-notch entertainment week in and week out. Please feel free to share or post whatever you want with the pictures I have attached. And he posts a really cool picture of him and Eddie. Uh, he's got his Eddie's book in his hand. He's got our nice shutter out Loudcast t shirt. And then he posted another picture of Eddie's book with Eddie's autograph. So, very, very cool stuff, Keith. Thank you so much for that, for the picture. And of course, for uh, peaking Eddie's interest, which was very cool. So, thank you, Keith, for that and for being a longtime fan of the show and a listener and a big supporter. You are the comment of the week.
1: Good
2: answer. Good answer. I like the way you think, I'm gonna be watching you. <laughs> wow, that's awesome, Keith! Thank you very much for that. Very we cool. appreciate all that stuff. You know, when you guys are out there wearing the gear and stuff, talking to people, having fun, thank you, man. Uh, we talk about it all the time. You guys are what makes this show. You're part of it. We're one big Loudcast family. And uh, we're really appreciative of all the support and all the stuff you do. Things like that, like Keith does. We, we, we love that stuff. We can't, we can't tell you how much of that stuff makes us laugh and smile, man.
0: Very cool. Very
2: cool. Thank you. Yep. And, Tom, what we do next is give a shout out to our Patreon family. So we were just talking about all the love and stuff that you guys do for us. Well, the Patreon family, they hold a special place in our heart because uh, their support, and help has really uh, helped this show grow tremendously. And we can't thank them enough. We we do this every week because they deserve it. Uh, actually, this week, uh, our good friend, Lisa Michalik, better known as Gably DeGook. <laughs> you love it. That. Um, ridiculous. She moved up from a cat man all the way to the demon tear. Damn! Yeah, Lisa. Yeah, she's following our our little friend over there, Heavy Mayo, who moved up from a Catman to a Spaceman. All right. Imagine what the uproar would be if Patreon people said, "Like, oh, the top tier, yeah, Catman, and demon, and the demon tier was like the lowest tier."
0: Why don't we shuffle it up and make the top the 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 the, the top tier will be the Ankh Warrior tier. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I think people would be upset, like, no, I don't want to join you because you have Peter as the not, as the cat man as it. Or they would say, you have Eric Singer. Yeah. The, or, or imagine we did that. The top tier is the Eric Singer Catman tier. Yeah. Oh, or oh. if we
0: just changed it all the way around, we just have Dizzy Dean's picket fence <laughs> as the top tier for our Patreon.
2: Pat <laughs> <laughs> Vince is out of breath oh man oh God anyways, anyways yeah yeah so we want to thank de degook and uh she's been she's been awesome supporting us constantly interacting with us it, retweeting sharing stuff we appreciate it and we appreciate all the help from patreon members uh we just finished up our ARC poll so we have the pick it's in for next month's ARC episode <laughs> it's patreon pick. Yeah, a couple of us are doing that. Well, one of us is doing that. The other two, I don't know. (laughs) Um, We'll find out soon enough. And uh, Patreon, you guys are the best. Thank you very much. If anybody else is interested in Patreon, please go to the website, shoutitoutloudcast.com. You'll see the link right on our landing page. You'll say Patreon right next to our Amazon store, which you can always visit. And uh, go right directly there and uh, find out what Patreon's all about. If you can help and support our podcast, we'd really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You guys are the best. Everybody out there, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Lisa, so much. Uh, we we love your support. You're passionate about the show, and you know, liking and commenting, retweeting, and you share a uh, common love of Jericho that we have too. So, thank you for that, and thank you for all the Patreons out there. You guys are the best. Uh, your support means so much to us. It really helps the show. Uh, The interaction is fantastic. Uh, ARC, the picks that we do, the polling, the submissions. It's always a fun conversation that we have about all these albums. Uh, And who knows? I'm sure we'll get to a lot of these eventually down the road, even if your pick didn't make it for October. Uh, So thank you so much. You guys are the best. Very, very grateful for all of
2: you. Yeah. And you also mentioned it. Jericho, our buddy Jericho, Tom, he uh, came up with a new catchphrase, the Ocho. He got the El Ocho, his eighth world championship belt. He's now the world champion of Ring of Honor, and uh, he's fucking hilarious. Yeah,
0: he's pretty funny fucking dude. We love
2: him. <laughs> All the stuff that he's doing now, he's just on another level of entertainer. Yep. Well, congratulations to Chris on that.
0: Yep, absolutely.
2: So, Tom, what we do after this is we go to Kiss World, find out what's going on there. Anything new?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. So, like I mentioned, with uh, Mike's photos, Kiss uh, was at the Louder Than Life festival. Uh, a couple people that we're friends with on uh, social media, a couple uh, loudcasters, they were there. Apparently, the show was fantastic. They performed at the festival in front of like seventy thousand people. You know, same show that they've been doing on the end of the road. But everybody said they sounded great. Uh, they kicked ass. They took over the whole place, and they did great. Uh, They got nothing going on until October 7th. They're going to be at another festival, the Aftershock Festival in Sacramento, California. Then after that, they take a couple weeks off, and it's the cruise. Um,
2: What's that all about?
0: And then after the cruise, they take about a month off, and they do a show in Tokyo. So it's uh, winding down right now. Um, If you look at their dates right now, they have the Aftershock next week. They have the two cruises. They do a show in november for the tokyo dome and then on december 4th in mexico city they're at the hell in heaven festival and that's it so after that they got nothing going on for the rest of the december nothing for the rest of 2022 and we heard gene a couple months ago say we're going to add 100 shows those haven't been added so right now december 4th in mexico city at that festival that's it for them Uh, obviously things will be added we think we hope who knows um but that's about it and uh kind of quiet paul posted some silliness online about him making a pizza he posted a video of him tossing the fucking <laughs> dough in the air and and the, the, the funniest thing about that is all the people that tagged us as soon as people see paul with a pizza like oh i got to see what shoutout a loudcast is going to say about this cuz they know us but whatever you know I, i'm not it i'm not going to just i'm not going to pile on anymore it's 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 paul that's him that's his identity that's his thing he's passionate about it Good but luck. Whatever. I
2: will say, Tom, but Tom, what about looked... the pizza? <laughs> he looked good. I, I said that there, there's a photo he did afterwards of him holding up the finished product. Yeah. And he looked like someone literally took an iron to his face.
0: Yeah. Like, oh, he, looked... he looked. Well, he good. also looks like he looks like a wax figure sometimes, <laughs> too. But
2: <laughs> but I'm just saying his face it didn't look like with all those bags and look like, oh, he looked actually good. So,
0: yeah, he looked good. He looks good. He looks happy. I mean, you know, whatever. He's making a pizza and I don't know, whatever. Good luck to <laughs> him, I guess. I don't, I don't know, whatever. Gene's got no friends. Paul's making pizza.
2: I don't know, whatever. Rockstar life, my friend.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
2: Okay, Tom, before we uh, get to the topic, I got to go place my Amazon order from our website for some new liquid ass spray.
0: All right, we're back, and uh, Paul was just showing me his new pizza oven, and uh, I don't know, man. He doesn't know how to make a regular pizza. Just give me some pepperoni. I don't need fig leaves and goat cheese and all this (laughs) other horse shit you're putting on your pizza. But anyways, thanks, Paul.
2: You really are a big fan of his pizza-making skills. No, I'm not. Uh, Well, Tom, we've talked about Winterland. Almost as much as Extreme Close-Up and how we love that concert. Uh, I think our love of it came from Extreme Close-Up. Am I not correct?
0: Yeah, correct. Yes, because that was the clip. They showed the clip of Gene doing watching you. Yeah. And we were like, what the fuck is
2: this? Because it wasn't on Kiss Exposed. Correct. Right? That's right. And so when we really got into Extreme Close-Up in the 90s, hanging out at college together, and we watched it religiously over and over and over again. When that clip came up, we're like, the fuck is this in Black and White for? And then, holy shit, that performance. We talked about it all the time. Well, obviously, most of you that are listening to this podcast have seen it. You've uh, seen it either on YouTube. Oh, God. You do? Or you have Kissology One, or perhaps you called up old buddy Roy Dam, <laughs> or somebody else related to Kiss Vision, and you have the Winterland concert.
0: Mm-hmm. Or oh, you've been, or oh, you've just, you know, gone. Now, nowadays, you can just go to YouTube and watch it. But back in the day, kids. You had to go the bootleg route and get it. Uh, but at the time, yeah, that clip on Extreme Close Up, it was Gene Doing watching you. We were like, okay, this is fucking insane. It's black and white. He's like full-blown demon. The performance was incredible. Then you get Kissology, you get the entire Winterland show. Uh, there's bootleg CDs, there's Kiss Vision CDs. Me being a vinyl guy, I have a uh a vinyl bootleg of Winterland. I have a vinyl bootleg harder than hell tour box set with winterland also on there and the winterland audio for the bootleg is off the charts incredible it sounds magnificent it sounds incredible um and we just talk about this all the time because it's black and white it's 1975 it's the harder than hell tour the band is raw beyond belief um and we're just going to kind of break down this performance and just just kind of gush over it yeah if you can believe it yeah another positive shout out loudcast episode
2: yeah that's that's a lot in a row tom i don't know people i think, know i guess. yes we do and there are episodes like this that prove it and uh you know lately we're we've been on a roll like i mean i think we did the big bruce gushing uh member at profile episode. Yep. Then we did classic 78 kiss off the soundboard, Des Moines, uh, the five disc player. And now winterland kiss festivus better come up because people are going to wonder, maybe we're one of those happy sunshine podcasts.
0: I know. I don't know. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it happens.
2: Yeah. Well, this will definitely bring out some smiles at least for us. Yep. And, uh, again, We're going to start with, and if you want to hear about it, we also described Winterland a little bit on episode 165 when we did an episode on the Hotter Than Hell tour. So if you want to hear about that, where we got into details about the set list, what they wore, and things like that, you can uh, find that episode 165, the Hotter Than Hell tour. Mm -hmm. But as far as this concert goes, it was uh, performed at Winterland, which is a place in San Francisco. The, pro, uh, the promoter was Billy Graham Presents. Yep. All hell, Billy Graham, right? So I think the audience was about 5,400. It was a sold-out audience, yep. which is great. And it was January 31st, 1975, the Hotter Than Hell tour. Mm-hmm. So you won't get anything from uh, Dress to Kill. And you're like, well, no. where the hell is rock and roll all night? <laughs> where are the cameras? <laughs> yeah, so that's <laughs> missing. Basically, I I think they've been to Winterland. They performed three times. Apparently, Billy Graham didn't like Kiss. Two of the other concert footage, because he had a habit of filming the artists when they performed there, uh, either were thrown away or destroyed in a fire. But this one has been making this rounds. And then Kiss took the professional version of it and threw it on Kissology DVD when that came out. The concert was made up of 12 songs. We're not counting, like... Like certain bootleg. Oh, it's got 20 songs. Yeah. Bass, solo, drum, solo, guitar, solo, Paul Stanley. Like those aren't fucking songs. 12, 12 songs, 12 performances. Exactly. Uh, we're going to go through them. We're going to talk about this concert. And then hopefully you guys remember why you fell in love with Kiss like we did.
0: Yeah. And I suggest if you haven't seen this at all or if you haven't seen it in a while, Uh you know, pull out your Kiss Vision bootleg, your Kissology DVD, go to YouTube, watch it, watch it along with us. You know, uh, it, it's an experience that never gets old for me and for Zeus. Uh, it, it, it's it's one of those things where I am just so grateful that this is video footage that we have, uh, official video footage that we have, too, on on with it being on Kissology.
2: Yeah, so the announcer comes on. It's not you wanted the best. Instead, the announcer says, a big San Francisco welcome for our guest tonight. Kiss! And then the familiar guitar opening of Deuce. Yep. Now, when you watch the video, let's say you have no idea what we're talking about. You put it on, you're like, fuck, this is black and white? And it's a little shaky in the beginning. Mind you, these this is the only original professional job they had yep. of this concert. So, yeah, the camera jumps a little bit. There's some shaky stuff here and there. Whatever. But it always starts off between songs. For some reason, whoever was filming this would always start with the uh, uh, candelabra. Always. And yep. it would be a black screen and the candelabra would go and then the image would go right on to Kiss.
1: Yep. Awesome.
2: And there they are in black and white. Now, remember... Everything was black and white on them back then. Mm-hmm. Silver a little bit too, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. A little bit. OC okay. Black and white, but some silver stuff.
2: Yeah. So you see this and you can place yourself at that concert like, what the fuck is this? Because they are so far ahead of their time. So original. It must have blew everybody's mind when they saw this.
0: The energy that they have when they come out on the stage for Deuce is just – you would think that they're already playing in front of 20,000 people at Madison Square Garden. They are off on all cylinders. The energy – they look incredible. One thing I noticed watching this – I mean, I've seen this performance a million times. I never get tired of it. So I'm a Love Gun era guy, 77-70. To me, that's that'll never – that's the peak for me visually and the stage and everything. But I've really, especially since we've been doing this show and just, you know, really getting into everything Kiss, like I am really, really finding myself really in love with this 74, 75 era of like the real raw stripped down version because they're just so fucking ballsy. They're so full of energy. Um, And I'll say it right now to start off and I'll talk a little bit more specifically as maybe we get through the tracks and, you know, the, the set list. Peter is just on another fucking planet with these performances. He's just on another planet. Um, Gene looks terrifying, especially with the black and white. Um, They just, they just, they look and sound fantastic. It's, 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 it's one of my all time favorite performances.
2: Yeah. The image you're seeing is insane. So uh, you, you see the lights and, um, the black and white footage, it just makes them pop more. Yep. I can't yep. explain it. You've yep. got to see it, and you'll know what I'm talking about. But Gene and Paul are going nuts, nuts. But what you notice though is it's it's a stripped down version of Early Kiss. It's just the makeup, really. Yeah. No real, you know, distracting costumes. Uh Gene's voice, super confident. The band
0: he's singing thing. here. G- yeah, G- Gene is like singing here.
2: Yeah, oh, like, yeah. he's really
0: not that that like that demon growl isn't really there, especially when he's kind of hitting some of the higher notes. You can see like even the way his throat moves, he's like singing. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, it's it's got he's got that kind of higher register in this voice in this song. He's not yep. doing get up and get your yeah. back. he's not doing that demon growl. Not he's yet. more yep. singing yet. You're yep. you're absolutely right, Tom. Um, it's just it just sounds so fucking heavy when you see this it's 1975 they look dangerous they look it looks heavy as fuck
0: that's the thing i can't believe is 1975 and you look at this and you're like even if you aren't a kiss fan like if you showed this to somebody be like watch this and tell me that this is not awesome tell me that this is not fucking badass rock and roll right here You don't have to like the band. You don't have to like what they became or what they turned into or what they are now. Watch this. Now they, uh, they're fucking owning the stage right now. They are commanding everybody's attention. It's incredible.
2: Yeah. To be that confident young and having the balls to do it. It's almost one of those things that you're like, if that was me, I'd be so fucking embarrassed to go out there. Like people are going to laugh at me or something. They had fucking no qualms. They didn't know like that. We today would be looking back in awe of that back then, they were probably like, "Dude, should we even be going out there right now like this?" But they had the balls to do it, and they backed it up on stage. What I liked about this, too, is if the energy and it's it's throughout. I mean, I can say this right now throughout the whole fucking concert, they didn't waste one little bit of motion, no nope. fucking all concert long, moving, jumping, bobbing back and forth, head banging. You name it. So, Gene and Paul are bobbing back and forth while Ace goes on and rips on the solo. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you see like Gene and Paul get together and they have their backs to the crowd and they do the kind of back and forth that they're doing while Ace is ripping and they're bopping again. And then, and then they like the camera does that dual angle where one image is over the other image. So they'll show Ace's fingers or something and then the band. And then Gene and Paul going back and forth. Uh, one complaint I would have is in the beginning, there's very little Peter. You wouldn't know he was in the band. But at this point, it's just really Ace and Gene and Paul. And then it gets back to what we all know and love. And that's that classic, classic, the three of them up together doing the back and forth do stance. Yep. Amazing. And how many times have we seen that at Kiss concerts now? Well, they'll always put that up.
0: It's awesome. And you you mentioned it earlier, like back when they were doing this, like I, when I was watching this again today,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like to think that this was almost 50 years ago and you wonder when they like, could they have ever imagined that like 50 years from Winterland that people would still be talking about this and like gushing over it and admiring it and loving it as Kiss fans. It's just, I think it's a testament to the band and people, sometimes us, we're guilty you lose track of like what the band like is overall. Like you, you look at it like what the band is now, like the end of the road tour, uh, Tommy, I don't like him in spaceman and cat man and Eric singer. And all is like, but if you just like put all that aside and just like go back to like, why you like love this band, like this is one of the reasons.
2: Oh, It's just boom. And it ends and just, holy shit. Yeah. That's the first track. Exactly. And then, you know, it usually Paul, he's got his early Paul stage banter going, yells, how you doing? All right. The screen then got cuts to black again. And this is the first time I noticed it. And then the candelabra is up and then boom, into Strutter. You would think they're playing fucking master of puppets the way they're moving on stage
0: it's incredible i know the have you ever seen is...
2: them do like fucking strutter like this is a mid tempo go- song and they're like yep. paul's not fucking stopping just moving
0: i'm telling you right now uh, look and, and i know i don't i know i don't have to convince you of this yeah these early performances peter is the engine driving this train here it for me i mean okay. granted g- grant, granted you know ace and and paul and and gene obviously they're 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 all four equal parts, but something about Peter's energy and the rawness of him just absolutely pummeling the drums right now. I don't know. It just really caught my attention. It's almost like he's like a punk, like a punk jazz drummer. If that makes any sense, he's just fucking going to town.
2: You know what I notice about it? And this is what makes me think about it is this is what Peter probably has in his head because you would never think this is Peter of seventy nine useless to them, right? Fucking like, oh, he sucks right. this and that. This is Peter being like, dude, I'm fucking just as big a star here and just as important as the rest of you fuckers are. Yep. And some of the music that I'm singing is is some of the best songs we've got so far. Yep. So I'm just as vital here. What the fuck are you guys talking about? Mm-hmm. And it it always bugs me that aspect of it. That Peter just, let's be blunt, Peter's performance and skills diminished because of his hand injury, his drugs and alcohol. Oh, yeah. And then Ace got fucking lazy. Yeah. But if that Ace and that Peter stayed in with that band. Oh, God. Could you imagine how good they would have been? No. I don't know what would have happened. If they had that much energy and they put that into the next album after uh love gun, yeah
0: I agree. I'm with you,
2: right, yeah, it's just it's kind of in 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 sense you'd see how great they were, but it's also a little bit street because you're like, what the fuck man yeah you had this band anyway, on Strutter I notice you know Paul's voice is good, and then I start looking at him, Paul's shirtless
1: mm, oh he's got God. the dog
2: collar, you see the tattoo, yep right you know it's kind of fresh, you see it there now. Um, he's got the big boots, he's got the tights. Like I don't know, they're like I like to think that all of them are wearing like acrobat clothes.
0: <laughs> those, those, those tights, yeah, like, but like I, he's I, walking I, a tightrope. Hey, with a required uniform,
2: tights. <laughs> yeah, and he's got that little girdle thing that comes up. Yeah, that yeah. hides his love handles. Yeah, <laughs> right. But he <laughs> yep. still looks so cool and so good. Uh, Paul and Gene are fucking bopping some more together on this. They were I don't doing that remember a lot. that. And, yeah, yeah, I don't remember yeah. that. in Strider, nope. But um, I don't know. I just think it was fantastic. And then Paul goes into his banter again. This is something off the new album. Imagine hearing that in nineteen seventy-five. Yeah, harder yeah. than hell. Uh, it's called uh, "Got to Choose." Uh, and again, image of the candelabra. And then they go into "Got to Choose," Tom.
0: Yeah, they. It's this is a song that to me really sounds like much better live for me i mean I, I mean it's it's a great song it's always it's kind of a weird song because it's kind of a weird tempo for, for a kiss song mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. because the, to me the chorus is kind of like eh, I, I think that's always been the problem with the chorus in this but they just they, they just do such a great job ace's solo is like ace is like really on an island on this performance like he's really not interacting with the band so much as he's kind of just doing his thing. He's got that stupid fucking looking cardboard triangle thing. It looks like somebody <laughs> looks like somebody made it in like first grade art class, but he's, he's just ripping the shit out of these solos and he's not bothering anybody. He's just over to the side. He's just space ace and he's just
2: killing it. Yeah, Tom, this is the first time I, now I, I start focusing on gene yeah okay Gene looks like a fucking monster totally dark black and white the shadows and the lighting on this it is such like it seemed like they were using old tricks from the universal monster movies
0: yeah and i That's think the thing too. Looks this like yeah i think one of the things that sticks out to me too is that almost makes him look much more menacing with his eyes yes. and what he does with his mouth is his face is so thin so when he smiles it like it's like a it makes his face like pointy like he's like he he doesn't have a big round face so he looks just that much more menacing because he's so young and thin
2: yeah and he's and he's got that black outfit in the bat wings yeah it's not like too cumbersome he's not wearing battle gear but he's got the wings he looks like a honest to god universal pictures yeah like dracula fucking ghoul or demon yeah yeah um ace i put looks very engaged he doesn't he look does. yeah. uh, pe- fucking all pigeon toed in the corner, but he looks <laughs> engaged in yep. his uniform. Oh my God, I said the same thing with this stupid V shaped <laughs> space costume underneath his acrobat uniform. So funny. Oh man, but the uh, the version of this even rocks. Like there's nothing like I, it. It's got to choose. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember a better version of got to choose. They're yeah. fucking rocking. They yep. look great. Uh, Then Paul yells, got to choose, okay. And then back to the candelabra again. And he goes into Paul Stanley banter mode, telling you something, people. The way you misbehave tonight, I swear, San Francisco just might be the rock and roll capital of California. I'm like, that's it? That's That's it? What about the world? That's not a big compliment. (laughs) And he goes, I'll tell you people, you're all so hot. I swear you're going to must be hotter than
0: hell. And right here, fucking incredible. And it's all the credit goes to Peter. The shuffle drumming that he is doing here. We talked about this when we had our buddy Joey on, we did uh live or studio. I think one of my, num- one of my highest rated songs for better live was hotter than hell. Cause I think the studio version sucks. Yeah. The live version of "Hotter than hell. listen, listen to this version up against the studio version of harder than hell. Look at what, what Peter is adding to the drums here. He's adding a little bit of a shuffle that gives it like a, like a groove, a little, like a swing to it. That just makes the, cause the song is kind eh of to, to me, but when he does this live, it's fucking fantastic.
2: Yeah. I, I'm with you on Tom. And you know, who else gave us that impression of him was Charlie, but when he was on, we did the, uh, yes, the uh, classics, I mean, he was talking about Peter's early drumming yep. and how he was trying specifically to mimic that yep. and to come up with it. And he's made it sound like, yeah, that's not easy. Um, and yeah, Peter's when I started noticing him a little bit on this, yep. the uh, the light seems dark for a little bit when it comes back on. Yeah, and then it's a little late, and then the the camera gets back onto Paul halfway into his verse, um, and then I start putting. So Peter isn't really being shown that much. I can hear him. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you get a glimpse of him finally, and he's shirtless. And he's got the big cross. Fucking yeah. I love that. Yep. Uh, he doesn't do the gong though at that oh. end outro, and I was missing that. He hits a couple symbols, but he doesn't do the big gong. But he goes nuts while Ace is doing that outro solo. Oh my and God. And now at the end, finally, they get a little bit of a close up on him. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. And I fucking it's, it's, love it.
0: Yep. Uh, yep. Amazing.
2: And then they go right into Firehouse, and somebody comes back with the fireman's hat on. Oh God. My God. That fireman's hat. We love
0: Firehouse. We've always said I, I mean live version, fucking great studio version. I love I love the studio version because it's 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 a little bit like slower, has a different groove, but live, yeah. I mean, how can you can't deny Firehouse live? I mean, and, and Paul just is Paul is at his Paulist right here with the freaking <laughs> hat. <laughs> My God. She looked good. I love it. I love it.
2: Yeah. But I'll tell you, I'll he, tell
0: you what I I tell you what I don't like. Go ahead fucking siren at the end. I thought my dog was going to start barking at that thing. Dude, how oh, do you not like it? I love the siren idea, but that specific siren tone horrendous. I hate it. It was annoying me, but oh, that's just me. God,
2: I fucking loved it. I know you do um, Paul does this weird pouty shoulder thing to the camera in the beginning. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> you just sounded like. You Ooh, know. thinking Stanley
0: here. Firehouse, baby. Ooh.
2: <laughs> um, and then uh I love it when Gene jumps in on the harmonies. Yes, oh, I've always loved and that. the camera. Let's be honest, the camera figured out that's the star of the band. Oh, it yes. focused on him way more than anybody else. Absolutely. Yep. So the camera focused on him again. Cameraman is late. Like Ace is ripping it on the solo. Or if Peter does something, it's like, dude, stop filming Paul. Like just Waving his hands, this guy's ripping on a solo. Get it on ace. Yep. The camera was a little slow sometimes. then And then the siren, then the smoke. I fucking loved it. Loved it. I feel like I felt like I was there. Yeah. And I can only imagine people like, what the fuck is going on in this place? Are we gonna burn down? Like that's what what I'm thinking.
0: Like the crowd must have been like, Who the fuck are these guys? And what is like what is happening
2: here? The camera was spazzing out for a little bit, and then all of a sudden. Gene comes out and breathes the fire. Mm-hmm. Paul does his alive special firehouse. Oh, woo!
0: that's what everybody wants.
2: Yep. Yep. Uh, and Paul says something like I still say it's hot. I don't fucking whatever. And then right into uh, watching you, which we was the first thing that we got into when we first learned about this uh, concert from obviously extreme close up watching you tom what do you think this is
0: this might be my all-time favorite like gene performance like of anything ever okay like i mean i mean i lo- again i i, I love I, I i think you know i, I think of the houston 77 show on the love gun alive Two tour whatever you know that's iconic and i love gene but this up here it's black and white it's in his the cameras in his face this sh- the song itself is already menacing it's just, it's fucking fantastic. Yeah, this performance is just otherworldly for me.
1: Yeah,
2: I, I will say this. It, it's way ahead of its time.
0: It is so heavy. It's dark. It's like menacing.
2: Gene is like scary and drooling shit. If you notice. Yep. Peter in the background is going nuts.
0: Oh my God. I, he's He is going that's what I had. I said Peter is off the rails. That's what I wrote on, the, on my notes. Yeah.
2: Gene hits the high note and trying not to stay. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, he's unbelievable. Finally, I put some close up of Peter. Uh, I talked about you know the I wrote down here about the song being heavy and way ahead of his time, and then the whole extreme close up in our love of this. Yep. Uh, Peter going nuts towards the end again. And there's a little interlude with him and Ace, and Ace goes into a solo. Uh, the camera pans on the logo while Ace is on the solo. I'm like, get on fucking Ace. Uh, yeah, Anyways, exactly. Uh, Ace looks like when he goes back on him, they finally show the camera. It looks like he's tapping a la mm-hmm. Eddie Van Halen in the beginning.
0: Did yeah.
2: Notice it. Take a look at it. I, it looked like he was doing that. Um, and then he goes into the familiar. Yep. Yeah, he goes into the, the familiar Tommy solo. I mean, uh, the familiar ace solo. Uh
0: oh, how dare you? Yeah,
2: exactly. Uh Peter goes nuts. Paul says, Ace Fraley lead guitar. And then Paul jumps up and writes, All right now, San Francisco. Know what I like about you? You people know that if you want to get down. You got to get up. (laughs) So come on. You got nothing to lose. And then right into nothing to lose. I was
0: waiting for Ace to be like, thanks, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't get really lead
2: guitar. Oh, thanks, brother. Appreciate the love.
0: (laughs) God love you. Got nothing to lose, Paul. Uh, (laughs) Nothing to lose. Holy shit. I mean, between Gene doing the verses, Peter jumping in on the chorus. This is Oh,
2: it's it's. It makes like it?
0: You, it just makes you fall in love with the band like just all over again. It's just fucking incredible shit. I just oh,
2: it's so good. Yeah, it's just. I don't know. watch it,
0: please, please, Yeah, exactly. It's tough. It's just. I mean, you don't want to say like that. It's awesome, but it's like I don't know. It's tough.
2: When they close up on Gene, on nothing to lose, he looks all fucking battered. Yeah, he looks fucking like weathered. Like he's been through a war. He's also singing in a weird way where he's like almost looking up. His chin is in the air and he's singing high up into the mic. He's doing that.
0: He's doing that for his throat.
2: Yeah. It just, you you don't see him do that anymore.
0: No. But if you look at like, if you look at some of the old video, okay. I'll veer off for a second. So I am not, I, I am not a fan of motorhead. Okay. But if you watch performances of Lemmy and motorhead, he always had his mic way up and he sang with his head back. And he did that because it helped him, his throat, it helped him sing. So you look at these notes that Gene's hitting, he's he's tilting his head back as he's singing them because it's making it easier for him to hit those, that register, those notes. And that's right. why he does that. It's kind of a weird kind of thing. But you're right, he doesn't do that anymore, probably because he can't really hit those notes to begin with. He doesn't try to.
2: Okay. But regardless, it's just interesting seeing him like that because you're right, yeah. he doesn't do that anymore. Yeah, right um i i just thought i just picked up on that that's all yeah yeah and so in the beginning they don't show peter when he sings his verses I'm like what the fuck they barely showed it they won't even show him at all a little bit when they're showing gene and paul and ace singing the chorus then you kind of over the shoulder see peter in the background yep. but not when he was singing just when yep. he was playing yep they, they're just doing god god instead of peter's wow like they, they were showing those guys singing that background part. Yeah. Um, And then towards the end, they finally showed him singing the the, the Peter part of the song. And I fucking loved it. Mm. Uh, And then at the end of the actual song, right where he stopped singing, he hits the microphone. Like I have like my swing thing like this. Yeah. And he just pushes it out of the way. You could tell. And then he's just back to drumming and going nuts. Just going I nuts. Loved it. Yep. Loved yep. it. Yep. Um. And then the vocal stop, and then Paul, this is off the new one, new album. It's called Para. And then it just cut out. For some I reason. saw it.
0: I'm like, wait, what? Like, did the <laughs> yeah, mic cut out? Or yeah, did he like
2: it's a new one? It's called Para. This one's called Parasite. I wrote this when I was hanging out with Rachel.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: anyway, um, yeah, Parasite Tom.
0: I got right hit. I just wrote Gene owns this. Just incredible yeah. stuff. Um, there's a scene where when when Peter is absolutely going bonkers on the drums before there's that breakdown with the yep. guitar and the camera. You could see how antiquated this the the thing is because the camera jumps back and forth between Peter at this angle, Peter at that angle, Peter at this angle, back and forth, and just Peter's just like just totally going to town, and then it just and then it just breaks down into the, like the the guitar stuff. It just it's just, an, I mean, Parasite to begin with is fucking incredible. Anyways, I mean, we, we were lucky enough to see it on one of the end of the road tours um, when they threw it in there. But I mean, this right here is just, it's incredible.
2: Yeah, Tom, I, I same thing. It's a continuous theme. Sound is so fucking heavy. Yes, well, this is heavy. Seventy-five, yeah. so fucking heavy. Yep. The lighting makes this all look so insane and cool. Yep. There's a close-up of Peter. Doing a quick solo into an A solo. Again, looking so fucking cool. Uh, Paul and Gene are unisex. Throughout the whole thing, while the solo of Peter and Peter's going nuts, they just look so good together. And then Gene does a quick, quick blood dropping, right? He's spitting out the blood. It's not very long. And uh, it just, it's not a big ordeal. And the the two images are kind of... Imposed on another And it looks cool and then he looks Uh and then right into A hundred thousand years We know this version
1: Oh god
0: yeah this is like the This is pretty much Almost what you get when you're Listening to a live you get the You know peter doing his solo paul's Doing the banter during the breakdown paul's Commanding the stage again Talking to them like he's in front of twenty thousand people at Madison square garden it's just It's the iconic, it's another song to me that is 10,000 times or a hundred thousand times better live than you hear it on the, uh, on the recording of the, of the debut album for me. Just incredible. And after that breakdown, when the band just all gets together and just rips into it. Oh, incredible.
2: Yeah. I would say this is a kit, you know, a kick-ass version of this whole song. Yeah. Um, Paul is just, his singing is awesome into the drum solo close, close up of Peter and you know he's got the cross on like I said Uh, and then they do like a close up of Paul's ass you know what else you know what else they did that was <laughs> what really was that? you know what they did that was
0: really weird I think it was during Ace when Ace was kind of ripping Paul and Gene start to clap but they start to do like,
2: oh, I'll what, get to that dude, what the fuck was that dude I will get to that okay so then Paul does his the famous banter that he does From yeah. alive, and it's just him and Peter right I got a question You know right San Francisco I got a question for you I want to know How many people here tonight uh, How many people tonight believe in Rock and roll uh, I think he'd do Better than that you believe in rock and roll Rock and roll Like I said then he says come on And clap your hands because that's What rock and roll is about No it isn't no it isn't <laughs> Nerd yeah come down, on Nerd and then they show Gene and Paul, like, clapping hands. Yeah, good job, kid. But then they do, like, this little, like, sway
0: to the left, sway to the right. Like, kind of like they're looking at You can tell that they don't know what to do.
2: It's so fucking awkward. It is. It looks it, weird. But just when you thought that was awkward, oh! all of a sudden, Paul and Ace are doing high-five patty cakes.
0: Yeah. Did you see
2: that just, with one hand patty-caking yeah. each other?
0: Real awkward.
2: Oh, yeah. high-five, Ace. All right, Paul, high five.
0: Thanks, brother. High five. Peace be with you.
2: Asalaamu <laughs> Alaikum, brother. <laughs> the fuck? Oh, Jesus. Shalom. God bless you. <laughs> I got all the bases covered in all the religions.
0: I talked to the Catholic and the Jewish guys <laughs> in my band. God bless you, (laughs) Chaim.
2: Anybody wants to become a Hindu, let me know. I got one for that, too.
0: Um, Back to you, Paul. Remember, people
2: like to clap. It's all about rock and roll. Let's high five some more next time. Uh, (laughs) Then, you know, Paul does the typical, do you feel all right? Do you feel all right? And hits the high notes and Paul and them clapping. Come on. Come on, Paul. Paul goes off stage. Grabs his guitar and then, uh, sorry to have taken so long. I love that part. Me too. Me too. And then it's, the it's it's, comes a, yeah. In, dun, 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 and then back into the song. All right, rock and roll. Thank you. And then right into the famous intro, slow chords of Black Diamond.
0: Uh, I mean, my goodness. This is just. I mean, if you didn't already love Black Diamond, when you hear this, this is when the visual aspect of Kiss really comes into play. Because Black Diamond is the kind of song, it can stand on its own. It's a fucking great song. But visually, when you see the energy that the band has here at the end, when that like real, like basic, like drum riser starts to go up. And the thing that I love about it is they're all trying to coordinate it with peter and they're all staring at peter because you could tell the band is still new and they're still kind of learning the timing of all their little like the, all the things that they're doing mm-hmm. on stage together and it looked they just they look like like a fucking team like you watch it they're, they're all looking at peter for like the cue of when he's gonna bash the drum and they rip into the chords on their guitars it's just it, it's an incredible display of like energy and where this band was at this time in 1975. They were just fucking balls to the wall.
2: Imagine that respect for the drummer As that goes away real fast as they get bigger and bigger. Yep. Uh, Yep. Black diamond. Finally, close up of Peter singing. And I was, I'm like, this is so fucking cool. Yep. My guy, they have the camera on him. He's singing his ass off. Oh my the god. The band yeah. in front of him is playing like wicked close together. And then they got that legendary outro where Ace is on his knees and playing to Gene and Paul. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. yep. Uh, and, the, and it's just so fucking cool. And it's like Gene and Paul are bowing to him while Ace is on his knees. Yep. Smoke goes off and then boom. Good night. And then the and then the camera goes on the kiss logo. Yep. Paul comes back. Oh, yeah. I want to tell you a little about a party we had a couple nights ago. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
1: This was bad.
2: Yeah. You people here like to drink a little alcohol, don't you? All right. I'll tell you. We finished about two fifths of bourbon, about half a quart of vodka. And we, we just couldn't steer clear of six bottles of cold gin. Oh my god. And then the close up of Ace and the guitar, and he's fucking playing playing with the switch. <inaudible> yep, <inaudible> yep, <inaudible> yep, yep. And then boom, right into the famous chords of aunt ant Colgen. Oh yep. so fucking cool. Paul, you didn't finish a bottle of anything. Let's be no, blunt.
0: No, no, you didn't. You finished a bottle of San Pellegrino sparkling <laughs> water. Okay, them fancy boy.
2: We just had five Zimas and some purple passion. Oh, get me some. Bottles and James, baby. one coolers for all the tough guys? No alcohol in this band. Yeah. So at this point, the band is kind of
0: ready to wrap it up. It's their kind of first encore here. It's cold gin. I mean, live, another song that's probably kicks ass a little bit more than the studio version, of course, especially with Ace. You know, again, the camera's on Gene, like you said, they realize where the attention is. It's Gene. Um this. This, this song has always been okay. I mean, you know, you come back from Black Diamond, Cold Gin's kind of it's all right. I mean, it's still part of this Winterland performance, so I love it, but it's not a not a standout for me. But it's it's okay.
2: Yeah, uh, the thing that was funny was like Paul was doing like some Running Man aerobics. And
0: oh, <laughs> that was hilarious!
2: <laughs> he was doing was like, like ooh 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 like ooh. Um, yeah, and I just I I love. Uh, Paul was harmonizing with Gene on the second verse and on. Yeah. Again, the energy just makes it so different. Paul swing Even now towards the end of the concert, he's swinging his hands like Pete Townsend. No wasted motion. None. Yep. Again, Paul says good night. All right. I'll tell you one thing that's missing tonight. And that's the San Francisco Kiss rhythm section.
0: Oh, that was so. That was, I'm like, dude, what are you talking about?
2: Come on, people, start clapping and then right into Let Me Go Rock and Roll.
0: You know how I, if you, if you don't know how I feel about this song, to me, it's a good performance, great solo, but it's funny. After watching them do songs like 100,000 Years, Black Diamond, Parasite, Watching You, they, they, this song is way too chipper and upbeat for the band right now. Like they, like they, yeah, they do they're much- not as
2: scary doing this is like a fun. Hey, everybody's exactly jam to old time rock and roll by Exa- Bob
0: Seger. Ex- that's exactly right. Yep. And that, that's, it's like, they, they look weird performing this uh, yeah. after, after the show you just watched, if they threw this in the middle of the set, I could have seen it, but ending the show with this, I thought it was kind of curious.
2: Yeah. The thing about it too, is they didn't finish the song. It, 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 it goes like about halfway through the song and I don't know why the original footage it doesn't gets cut have out. it. Yeah. Yeah. And then they show Peter, and then it kind of goes away. So Ace is, is is still fucking ripping on this song. Uh camera's focused on Gene, but Ace is fucking tearing it up. And then at one point in the middle of the song, Gene asks, Do you want to rock and roll? I've never heard Gene do that. Me I, I nope. mean, the kiss starts, you hey, oh, 1978 and fucker whatever camera uh, focus on peter and it fades because somehow they couldn't get that last part of the concert and uh so we don't get the full version of let me go rock and roll much to uh tom's dismay (laughs) yeah yeah it's okay overall thoughts on the concert it's it's everything that you
0: want from an early kiss show it's It's the band not quite at their peak because they're still working out a couple kinks. Uh, But seeing a show like this in a small club, the four of them right on top of each other, it's not like the Alive 2 Love Gun stage with the massive riser staircases, them 100 feet apart from each other. They're all on top of each other. They're all feeding off of each other's energy. They're right in front of Peter. Um, It's incredible. It's one of my all-time favorite performances. Um, I love that we have the video. I love that I have the audio with you know with the, the vinyl that I have. I really wish I know that it's it's out there, you know, in the bootleg circuits. But this would be a really fucking killer off the soundboard, like a release for a lot of fans. I mean, I, I know a lot of people would say, oh, it's like a live. Well, guess what? Des Moines was kind of like a live too. uh, a little bit different. But I think this would be nice to get an official release. I, I, I think I think the band is aware of how many, how much the fans love this one.
2: I, I can't get enough when this yeah. thing avenge, uh, first came out. uh, I was just so ecstatic and uh, getting this and having this on kissology. And I got the bootleg just when I want to watch it by myself. It's a different footage. If you see the remastered part rather than the kissology, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, so, if you want to like see different cut of it and whatever, take a look at the uh, the bootleg version and uh, see if you like the differences or you don't. Yeah. Uh, I just think this is such a legendary concert. This is one of those things that, hey, you don't like Kiss? Did you ever see this?
0: Exactly. Watch that's it. What I, that's what I say. Yep. Yep.
2: Watch this, and it's then like tell a, me it's, it's that a gateway Kiss is drug. A gimmick, or Kiss isn't really talented. Or Kiss is, oh, they just do it for the money. Or they don't care. Dude, go check out how fucking original and badass they were. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It is one of my favorite things about Kiss is this concert. The sad thing is, like, we can't rank this. And, we, you know, everybody, we love to rank things. But we can't rank it because it's not a, an official release. It's not a uh, a clip, a TV clip. It's not a documentary either. Uh, we just got to have it as one of our favorite kiss things of all time.
0: Yep. Just
2: standing on its own. Yep. People go see this.
0: Absolutely. Don't miss it. You, you have, if you, if at, a, at the very minimum you have YouTube search kiss Winterland 1975. All right, Tom, what do we do next? We got our question of the week and our question of the week comes from somebody that we wanted to give an extra shout out to. Uh, our local fan who goes by the name of Moving On Two Six Six Zero Eight Fifty, he was at the Patriots game this past week and was wearing a shouted out Loudcast shirt at Gillette Stadium. How fucking cool is that? Thank you for that. That's amazing. Uh, that was really awesome. Thank you for uh, tagging us, taking that picture, wearing it. We love it. Uh, too bad the Patriots suck, but that's okay. It's a separate problem. Uh so his question is pretty simple. We've kind of talked about this a little bit. He said, "Would you guys rather have fewer off the soundboard releases if they had better packaging?" So he he so his his thing is, let's say that in order to have better packaging, you might only get 2 instead of 4 a year. And we we talk about the packaging and how there is none.
2: Um I could wait. Yeah. I mean, I got these four. We got better packaging. Yeah, I could wait. I don't see why not, right?
0: Yeah, I look. I, I, I'm a. I, I'm. You know, I think we're all when it comes to the 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 releases, the packaging. I mean, even like speaking of Kissology, they came with little gimmicks, little stickers, little you know, different things, you know, obviously a live two and all those little, the booklets and stuff. I I don't, I know that they're trying to make these things like bootlegs, you know, off the or the cardboard looking box with the stamp of the logo and stuff. But I would love it if they threw in even, even like a picture or like a replica tour book from the show, something. And it's really shocking to me that a band like Kiss that is so merch, you know, goody gimmick heavy didn't do this. If they said to me, if they said to us, yeah, we're going to release two off the soundboards a year instead of four, and we're going to give you some cool shit with it, I would take that.
2: Yes. Yeah. Cause... That's that's where I'm going with yeah, it.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I would do. Yeah. Great question. It's a great question. And again, thank you so much for representing at Gillette. Appreciate it, buddy. Thank you so much. And thank you for always just being a uh,
2: big supporter of the show. We appreciate it very much. Yeah. And next time you want to do some retractable roof talk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they were dodging debris.
2: Boston Bruins, Jordan Caron. <laughs> all right. Uh, Tom, where can people find us? Please
0: check us out at our awesome website, shoutoutloudcast.com. You can find all of the Shout Out Loudcast episodes, all of the ARC episodes, Zeppelin Chronicles. Yes, that is still a thing. And our newest sidecast, the dorm damage episodes. Everything's on there. Uh, you can check out all of our rankings everything's on there you can listen to the episodes right from there you can comment directly from there you can send us messages from the website you can click on our merch link pick up some awesome shout out loudcast merch like a lot of these guys that we've talked about tonight have done uh you can shop from amazon directly from our website you can go there and click on our friends link see all of our friends shows that we've been on people that have been on our show all kinds of great stuff. The website is one stop uh, shop for everything you want to take a look at there. You can join Patreon right from there. And again, uh, we love our Patreon people. So please, you guys are the greatest. Uh, check us out at patreon.com or download the app and search for us. Uh, you can also contact us at our email, out loudcast at gmail.com and all the social media Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, the TikTok for the kids, the YouTube for the kids. Uh, you could send us direct messages on all that. We're, we're, we're able to be reached any, how you want. We're there. Uh, we're a proud member of the Pantheon podcast network of shows, tons of great shows on there. Check them out. All kinds of, uh, genres, there. groups, discussions, all kinds of topics, something for everybody. You can check them out at pantheonpodcast.com. Uh, so we're proud to be part of that group too.
2: Yeah. Tom, you got hit just about everything. Even my DMS so maybe I don't have to say it this time ah fuck it um, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel YouTube. we're closing in on 800 let's get that overwards guys get on there and subscribe and finally you can give us one of those five star, star. child reviews on Apple iTunes on Spotify Podchaser on Facebook, wherever you can give us a five-star review, please do so. It's a big help to us. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, I believe we have a five-star review to go over with you guys. Ooh. Ooh. Fancy boy. (laughs) This one is on Apple Podcast. It says, awesome show, five stars. This is simply just an amazing kiss podcast. I've learned so much about the band and its history through this show. Even though the main focus of the show is about kissing their music, the ARC album review shows with guest host, Sonny are great. I love hearing the hilarious conversations and reviews about these great albums. I grew up listening to, and I've been listening for over a month now and cannot get enough. Tom and Zeus are hilarious. I have spit my drink out several times Dying laugh when I hear these guys impersonate Ace Frehley <laughs> and Gene Simmons. Or just say, settle down, Tony, from Restraint. <laughs> nice. Love the show. Keep them coming. And this is from Schechter 5. Again, like, we don't know who some of these people are. And Schechter 5, please send us a DM. Let us know who you are. We'd love to thank you. And uh, we appreciate this. And if you are listening to us out there. And you haven't given us a review, or if you want to give us a new one, please do so. We will obviously give you a shout out and it's greatly appreciated. It moves us up the food chain and it helps the show. And the other way to help the show. And Tom has already mentioned it is our Patreon family. And we thank them as well. Tom, what we usually do is we end on famous last words. Do you have any?
0: I do. And before I get to my famous last words, I just want to give a little shout out to, uh, Schechter five for the five star uh, iTunes, Apple, whatever you want to call it. Review there. We love it. You guys are the best. Thank you so much for taking the time for that. Much appreciated. And on to my famous last words. She can move you and improve you with her love and her devotion. And she'll thrill you and she'll chill you. But you're headed for commotion.
2: Nice. Nice. Darkness will fall on the city. It seems to follow you, too. You, too. You, too. And though you don't ask for pity, there's nothing that you can do. Nice. Tom, thank you. Loudcasters, Kiss Army, thank you.
0: Guys, you're the best. Thank you so much for all of your support, everybody. You're amazing. Zeus, as always, my friend,
1: thank you.
2: Peace out, Girl Scout. And next, beat the gypsy.
1: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.